You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood and Lara Manton. Hi, Lara. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you, Joe and Zoe. Have you had a good week? Are you, are you ready to finish on a high, hopefully, today? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I can't believe it's, it goes so quick. It it feels like it's it's hard work, but in a good way. And then you get to the end, you're like, oh my goodness, where did that go? Where did that time go? So yeah, we're on a countdown. This is session uh, the three. We've got three left, and and then we're done. Oh, it's always really sad when we finish, isn't it, Zoe? I know. I, like part of me really needs a good lie down, but the other part of me like wants to just keep going. But I suppose, well, you know what though? We have our new members call on Wednesday morning, don't we? So we get to meet lots of new members who've signed up this week and it is the deadline. It's probably a good time to remind anyone who's watching. Tonight is the deadline to sign up. If you want to be on that new members call 9.15 on Wednesday, you need to sign up tonight. There are also some really cool bonuses if you sign up tonight as well. So um, DM us if you want to know about that, if you want to know how to do that. DM us or anyone in the chat actually there are lots of people here in the chat who will be able to help you out if you have a question and then we can have this conversation um Lara thanks so much for joining us and and thank you everyone who's jumping on and letting us know that you're live and where you are I love that um we're yeah so grateful that you're here and also thank you to our sponsor Dext for supporting us during Bookkeepers Bootcamp week we are going to speak to Dext at 2 p.m so this is a back-to-back episode um but i think we should dive in with software and lara you you have had such an incredible 2021 um and when we thought software and tech we we had to speak to lara but um do you do you want to start by telling us like about your journey over the last year or so yes so i've been running my practice almost 11 years now but the last sort of 18 months have been the biggest change um I it's it's things you always talk about it's mindset so 18 months ago or yeah just over 18 months ago I sort of changed how I viewed myself in the business mm-hmm. and sort of put started putting myself out there a bit more so the first thing I did was the um ICB awards the Luca awards in 2020 and I got to the final five for the small practice of the year and it sort of made me realize what I was doing and how I actually had this business that was not just a little thing it was growing and it was and it was bigger than me and potentially it was sort of some it was something good as well um so the confidence I got from that boost of being shortlisted kind of made 2021 a bit of a bonkers year but in a really good way um so I did sort of um obviously what you talked about and then James Ashford and the whole mindset thing and as some people will have seen on the group I did myself a little vision board um about my worth and value because I was like I'm doing all these great things but I'm charging hourly and I'm like using software and I'm making myself more efficient and getting paid less for it so I did this whole sort of thing of, well, actually, I keep it getting told by clients I'm doing a pretty good thing. I'm obviously the ICB thing I'm doing a pretty good thing. So let's actually get paid my worth and let's change how I view my business and how my business is structured and how my um, 
like invoicing and things worked and then sort of how can I reap the rewards even more of that um so changing to sort of the transactional based pricing and using a proposal and those kind of things um and then obviously sort of put myself out there even more so I entered the zero awards where I got shortlisted accounting excellence awards where I got shortlisted and then the ICB awards again um where I won small practice of the year so <laughs> um so but it it sort of it never stops but it just gave me that massive boost of being able to sort of view myself not just as this little bookkeeper anymore um and I've just gone the limited company is set up it's everything's getting moved across just obviously waiting for HMRC to do agent accounts and all that hassle of things um and that hit the hit the VAT threshold so going back registered in the limited company and the I'm about a thousand pounds away from being a six-figure bookkeeper for 2022 based on the recurring income. Oh my goodness, Lara, congratulations. What a year. And like, and you think about, you know, when people say, oh, we've been through COVID. You have just, yeah, just, you've smashed it, absolutely smashed it. And I love how you have seen yourself elevate and you've become you know, someone to know, you've made your name like household name for all of us. We know who you are, you've been, and that is through being nominated and being shortlisted for the awards because we knew about you before you won the award. And this is so important. It's not this, and we keep saying this, it's not, you know, I I went for that um, awards, the ICB thing for years and years and years, and I was shortlisted and it is, and it's like, but People do get to know you through that. And it does help with your confidence and helps with your visibility. So many people are congratulating you. What an amazing, amazing year you've had. And it just goes to show that it doesn't matter how long you've been in business, you can reset and think, okay, I, if I can continue doing what I've always done and get the same results, or I can have a little shift around and um, and change how I'm going to view this business and myself and my worth and um, and the sky's the limit. So absolutely, congratulations. Um, we're, we're so so thankful to have you here so that you can share your story. So thank you so much. What we what we really want to know as well is because you are you work for yourself and you are a one man band as such. But yeah. you you have got some support, but you haven't got employees. Can you tell us about the setup of your practice? Yeah, so I I'm a little bit of a control freak in some regards. So I like being hands-on with my clients and I like having that connection. And I haven't quite got my head around employing anyone or having staff or having a team member and dealing with that side of things. So um, a couple of years ago, I sort of started thinking about how I could outsource and what I could do to sort of free up some more of my capacity. Um, and I had a lady that did a bit of outsource bookkeeping for me for a couple of months. And then um, September 2020, I got in touch with your lovely Gemma um, and her team at Two Birds Resources. So it was more, you real. I have all these things in place, like I have center in place which is brilliant but it's like keeping things up to date and keeping on top of the admin and there's so much as a bookkeeper that we do that requires our knowledge and then there's a whole other section that possibly doesn't things like going through a statement and checking off that you've got the invoices things like that that just don't 
require bookkeeping knowledge, but are part of the financial admin and part of what we offer our clients. Um, so I sort of started talking to Gemma about lots of lots and lots of stuff <laughs> and what she could do and how she could help and how Katie and Helen, as, as she's grown, have been able to help. Um, and now it's turned into that actually I have a couple of clients that Gemma helps via me as well. So they need admin resources that they don't need a full time employee, but they need someone around the financial admin that's not bookkeeping. Um, so they deal with Gemma directly, but it's all done via LJM bookkeeping. So she can add an extra resource to their to my clients' businesses as well. Um, so that that's quite interesting. But and then I have a couple of sort of uh, ICB bookkeepers as well that I outsource a little bit of ad hoc work to here and there. So when I get really busy, um, like I had a client that had a first VAT return. I had I have eight VAT returns due in one quarter and one of them was a first return and it was like it was a nightmare. So, so a little bit of ad hoc support as and when is needed um, and Gemma helping on admin, helping on social media. She's currently rebranding the website which I can't wait to see um, and just having someone again to bounce some ideas off backwards and forwards sort of helping you with the support and, and as I said not just the admin around my own business but also the admin around some of my clients businesses where it's things like just being able to download things off portals for me so I can deal with those kind of bits just the non-bookkeeping part of what we do. That's really interesting because there are a lot of people here who want to be they want it to be just them they want to stay as a sole trader and we were talking about this earlier in the week about um, do you need to be a limited company and do you really need to bring people in if you hadn't, so just to clarify, Gemma is a VA, so she's a virtual yes. assistant and she works remotely for you um, and supports you with some of your clients. If you um, if you hadn't brought somebody in, like what were the challenges you were facing before you brought some, because we're not saying you have to have, grow a team. We no, do no. think that if you, if you work out where you can get support, that helps you to leverage your time. But I'm just worried, I'm just wondering, what was it like or what would it continue to be like if you hadn't brought somebody in to support you at that level? Well, it was part of it was that I was at capacity. So I couldn't see how with the tools that I had in place, and I thought I had a lot of tools in place at that stage. I've got even more now, but I thought I had a lot of tools in place at that stage. I couldn't see how I was going to grow my business in terms of capacity. And also taking away some of the headache around the internal admin things. So um the next stage of this will be will be oversweet which I'm setting up at the moment with go proposal but things like letters of engagement and making sure and chasing up clients for paperwork in terms of their ID and their AML there's centers great um but obviously you still need to put things in it so things like um bank feed reconciliation the, the bank feed reconnection in zero I've got jobs set up in in center for that but Gemma can go and check in zero when the bank feeds are going to stop working so she can so that she can sort of kick the job out off via center so there's a lot of internal admin um, that we do around our business which takes away obviously our billable time and it can add a lot of stress and headache as well so it's it's sort of having that person that can back you up and also help with things like my my social media I'm 
I can be creative, but I'm not a creative person. I'm a numbers person. That's why I'm a bookkeeper. Um, so having someone that knows about social media and, and, and can design things like that and can do that and knows sort of has the tools to be able to do the scheduling of posts and be able to collaborate and sort of now we have an Asana board and I set up all the ideas of the things that I want to post about and, and then we go through and each month we plan what's going to go on social media. So it's a collaborative effort, but that would take me hours a week to do of sort of, so of actually being on Canva, playing around with it, getting it sorted out, all those kind of things. It's not my skill set. And I, I built my first website and the second one myself, but that takes hours and hours and hours. So it's all these things and even things like checking IDs to see when expiry dates are so that I've got a list of those in centre and all these things that are either we're required to do or we want to do in our businesses that we potentially just you end up working evenings and weekends for um, and then that makes you more stressed in your sort of burnout level or I was at kind of like I, I can't take on any more clients I don't quite know how to grow my business I'm enjoying what I'm doing I want to take it to the next level but how can I with just me doing absolutely everything yeah absolutely uh, I think so I mean listening to your turnover levels and listening to your um, you know, your level of subcontractors, which is quite minimal, really. So you're obviously, I'm assuming, a very profitable business. Yeah. But you obviously spend and invest money in software because you need to, to, you know, automate and to streamline processes because it is you mainly on your own. So where, uh, when you started, what did your software app stack look like? And then where did you think, oh, my goodness, like where, where's been the most um, leverage that you've made with software? Which software have you used and thought, wow, I've gained like hours back from that? Um, it's not because they're sponsoring, but next. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I started, I think I did my first clients on T-sheets and Excel. And I think I might have even had one on paper at one point. Because um, obviously 10 years ago, zero wasn't basically in the UK. Well, it was, but no one had heard of it. Um, my first so software client that was on obviously Sage, as everyone learns Sage, Sage 50, QuickBooks desktop. And then the first cloud-based software I had was your your other, uh, today's other viewer, which was um, FreeAgent. Um, when they first started in the UK market, or, or were first big in the UK market. And then I had a client that... Um, well, they're part of a franchise and they all the franchises got moved to zero and no one had heard of zero and we're talking like seven plus years ago so literally no one had heard of zero it was the little Milton Keynes office and I did there I set up and I did the training with them to become zero certified because they were like well, we're moving away from sage we want all of our we want to continue with the, you would you be able to set this up and would you be able to look at at this and it was part of obviously the franchise wanted to be able to log into everyone's accounts and see what was going on rather than having sage and not being able to see that um and then six i think i went oh i can't remember whether i used receipt bank or receipt bank that's how yeah everything changes names doesn't it <laughs> um but yeah i don't know whether it was before or after i went to accountex but it was sort of 
five five plus years ago when you used to pay like five pounds per client per month um and you could just like add every time you added a client and it was like well i'm using i liked free agent but it had its limitations and i say that now it's a great piece of software but it suits certain types of businesses um and i looked at quickbooks and for me personally i couldn't it just didn't suit me it didn't fit my eye i just couldn't get on with it and i looked at zero and it clicked and i knew what i was doing and i could i could knew i could offer the service i wanted to be able to offer on zero and it was like well i've got this set up i've got back, i've got i can do the bank feeds i can import i can do this i can like do all these things but the the issue was still the paperwork and the data entry side of things and that's where obviously dext original was like well this is this is the thing that's out there on the market that can then help me deal with this i mean i'm on client sites one day a week i used to be on clients or half a day a week i used to be on client sites three days a week but even then keying in every single bit of information having to collect that information having to be on site to be able to go back to that information because even if you're putting it in sort of in zero then it's like well where's the paper copy and obviously or where's the email copy or where's this and where's that so it not it not only allowed me to um, increase my capacity, but also increase my range of clients in sort of geographical terms. I now have clients from Wakefield to Wimbledon. I'm based just outside Peterborough, so it's quite a, not the country covered um, because they all have Dext. And during COVID, I would not. It meant that everything could continue as it was because they had all got Dext, they all knew how to use it. They might not have been using it a lot beforehand, but they were all more than happy to say, well, okay, if you can't come into the offices um, and we don't, we're not all, our offices aren't open, we can still continue to get everything in the system and get our VAT returns done and get our accounts still on a sort of real time as much as possible because we have these tools in place and we've been using these tools and we know how to use these tools. And the ones that weren't using them were all like, oh, yes, actually, no, we can. We can do this. <laughs> um, it's, having, it's having your options, isn't it? We were talking about this with James Ashford the other day, like knowing that you've got this stuff set up. So all right, you don't have to work virtually, but you can if you have to. means that you can make that decision if you need to, to do it. Yeah. And when you, you know, sorry. sorry, when you when you went, you said you were working three days in clients on on site with clients and you've gone to half a day is that because of covid or is that a way that you've changed things for your business a bit of both i know that i can work more efficiently if i'm at home um or if i'm at my in my office um because you don't get all those if i'm at a client i'm the kind of person that likes to help out so i will end up answering their phones <laughs> and doing all sorts of things that they're not paying me for um but i'm there so i'll think oh i'll just do that or i'll do that and it's not it's 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 nice to have that interaction sometimes um so what i when during covid what i did was when people came back into the office the ones that i went into once a week i then said can i go in once a month or once a, once a fortnight and reduce that down and i can still do the rest of it from home and for most of them, it's things like they want their filing done. Mostly like I've got a client that's like in his late 60s and it's like, yeah, I can't. I, I do everything on paper. So it's like, OK, well, we'll just it all goes through decks, but then it still needs filing kind of thing. Excuse me. Uh, so it's just all that kind of um, 
those bits. So it was a bit of both. And it, but I can, I know I've at home, I've got dual screens, I've got all the kit set up, I've got all my sort of all the bits that I can work on. And I, I know I can, I can sort of do it more efficiently from home because I don't have those distractions and I'm not dealing with this, that, and the other. Wow. Oh, everyone's loving what you've got to say. Kath is uh, hashtagging be like Lara, which is uh, which is great. Um, and some other people asking, you know, how many clients do you have and what kind of clients do you have? So most of I don't have a niche in terms of I don't deal with a specific sector. But what I tend to deal with is limited companies that have one or two employees um, that don't need a full on-site accounts department 24 hours or fully employed but potentially need that sort of outsourced accounts department a bit like you offered joe with your virtual fd not quite to that level but almost to that level so dealing with i mean my highest turnover client is 10 million but he only has a team of two because of the nature of his work so it tends to be more professional services um, or things like i've got a student letting company so things where um, they they can be done remotely, um, and they are small. They are sort of small to medium sized limited companies, but their actual employee employees in terms of the operational side of things is is quite limited. So they need that additional support. Um, I have a couple of sole traders, but I tend to deal more with limited companies, and I think I'm up to forty five clients. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Claire Kendall says, uh, that sounds a lot like a niche. And I know what she, it does, because what you've done is you have, um, you've completely said, this is how I'm working. So first of all, if we decide that we are working from home virtually and not really going to be on site much, that's already got rid of, it's like cutting off the bits of the, that we don't want. To, yeah. Until we and then and we're only working on zero and we're working on decks. That's another little chunk of things out. And you're smaller, 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 getting to the perfect client. So this is why we say it doesn't need to just be industry. There's so many things you can make decisions on, and then you find your perfect uh, clients that you want to deal with. And then you've said, oh, limited company, so it gets rid of most sole traders, and then one to two employees that gets rid of anyone that's got three plus. So you have really come down with that. You know who you like to work with who you add the most value to that's that is fits your lifestyle and how you want to run your business so I'm absolutely loving this and so is everyone they're all all absolutely thrilled that you are talking and explaining because it's so important to know and for us to get across that there's so many different ways that we can run these businesses so many different ways and you're showing us beautifully one way of how you can be on your own complete control freak but still have some outsourced support and using software to the best of your advantage so i know everyone's uh, wants to know and i'm desperate to know what is a stream deck and i just i just don't get it and i know lara you've been talking about it so please tell us okay so a stream deck is this little device here um Basically, it connects via your computer uh, to your computer via USB and you program it to do things. Um, so lots of systems will have hotkeys. So hotkeys are shortcuts that you can use your keyboard for. Um, so think it in Sage terms, F6, F7, F8. Those are the kind of old, old style hotkeys. So 
what a stream deck does is that you can program each little button on your stream deck to relate to a certain thing. And it doesn't just have to be that one button, but it could be a stream of things. So, and it can be things like text. So if you find yourself writing the same email every single time, so when you're doing things, obviously, as I say, I use center. So there's a lot of things you can send out from center. So when you're doing your VAT return flows or your payroll flows, you can, um, you can send out that email from center and you can just pop in the information um, as you need it. But there's a lot of things we do ad hoc. Um, so, and things that we don't go out from the system. And especially with what I do, I have 13 different inboxes because <laughs> where I'm working as a client, as an outsourced department, I will have an inbox on that client's domain. So those emails, if I'm speaking to their clients or their suppliers, that can't come out of center because it's gonna have my branding all over. So where I'm working more in-house with clients, I'm sending obviously emails and things on their behalf. And there's things like sending statements. Do you write the same thing in the email every single time when you send a statement? You can program that into a button. So you just have a text button and it will auto-populate all the information into that email. And so I've got one that's a physiotherapist. She works with Axel and Boop uh, and Aviva. And they, the invoices, I send the invoices on her behalf every week. And it has to say the same thing in the email every week. So I press the button on my stream deck. It even puts in the email address it's going to, creates a new email, puts in the email address it's going to, puts in all the body of the text, and then I just have to add the attachments. Um, so things like that. You can also use it for um, opening websites and different URLs. So not just going into Xero, but do you have a specific report within Xero that you use a lot for a client? You can copy and paste and have a button that goes straight to that report for that client. Or even switching between clients in Xero, you can um, find the specific URL for each client. So you can press a button and you can switch between clients in Xero rather than having to go up to your dropdown, click, change, move these things around. I can see how excited you're getting and I'm like looking at everyone's comments about it because I'm thinking like I'm thinking like text shortcuts couldn't we just set some text shortcuts up but then you were like oh but it puts all your email addresses in it and everything and I'm like okay that's amazing and um I'm just thinking we might need to bring you in for an office hour so you can show people how this works if that's okay because I think everyone's gonna go and buy one now. well that's the thing but there's, there's so much that you can do and it's all within one device so you can have a folder for each client and then you can have everything for that specific client in there so you've got text shortcuts you can do all these things within your computer itself but if you're dealing with a lot of clients then you can end up running out of shortcut cuts because there's only so many numbers on a keyboard kind of thing if you know <laughs> so there's all these things that you can do with it so things like emailing emailing an invoice to dext in the and then archiving it in a specific place. Well, that's something just having one so button so you can do that. How many, right, okay, so how many buttons can you have on your stream deck? So there's three different sizes. The mini one's six, the middle one's 15, and the big one's 32. But you can have pages, so you can have a button that moves across pages, and you can have folders, and you can have folders within folders. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so you could have like a page for each client. It's kind of like having macros set up. It's kind of like yeah. if you're running a macro, do this, then do this, then do this. But it's set yeah. up across your different softwares. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Nice. I love this. So 
that's the thing that I've got now into this next level of automation. Because as I say, I've been using Receipt Bank for a, for a long time. I've got all my clients on zero. I've got bank feed set up. I've got credit card feed set up. I've got Dexfet, which again is brilliant for set up. Um, so all these things are like, well, I've now reached sort of the level of what I know that the software that I'm using can do. So how do, again, what's the next bit of making myself more efficient? <laughs> um, what's the next bit of making myself more efficient? And again, increasing that profitability, because if I'm still, um, I'm, uh, there's always going to be, I'm always going to hit a capacity level, but how do I keep moving that up so that I can increase my turnover by and increase my client base? Um, I just saw one of the comments, which was software is overwhelming. That's one thing I would say to someone. Um, it's okay to be overwhelmed by software. It's okay to not know where to start. We all start there. The software, accountancy software world is moving so quickly. It's one of the fastest growing sectors and we've all seen the changes in it. And six years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, zero seemed utterly daunting. And I know people out there that can use Zero, Sage, QuickBooks, VT, keep going, free agent, the whole lot. And it's okay to actually be, be happy with just one piece of software and learn one piece of software and get comfortable with it and get confident in it. As I said, if someone comes to me on QuickBooks, I'm not going to turn them, uh, I'm, I'm not, I now turn them away just because I know that I am better suited to Zero. And I'm not going to say, if they come to me and they say, we might want to move software, then I'll look at using zero. But if they're happy on QuickBooks, then I will refer them to another bookkeeper. It's okay to say no if you're not confident in that software. And it's okay to learn one software and know what you're good at. And not every software fits every business. There are so many add-ons and so much you can do now with Zero and QuickBooks, especially with all the things that you can connect into it. But you don't need to feel like you need to know every software going because you will get overwhelmed and you won't be able to, at the end of the day, you until you learn a software and you know and you're confident with it, you can't offer that. You're not going to be able to offer your clients the best service on that particular software. I'm so pleased you said that because, um, well, we, we've been talking about our RISE framework for finding clients. We've been talking about niching, deciding what services are right for your clients. And actually, we think that being an expert at something is the best way for people to know you're the go to person. Like anyone there, there are there's no end of bookkeepers. If you were just on a list as just a generic bookkeeper, they're just going to pick the person at the top or the person who's the cheapest. But if you're the person who goes in there and they're like, and you're like, I really know this software really well, or I really understand your challenges in your particular space, whether that's an industry or whether that's a type of business using a type of software, that is when you're going to be able to add the most value to that client. And I think for anyone who's feeling overwhelmed, it's like it's perhaps going back to who is it you want to be working and what challenges they have and how do you best solve those particular challenges? What, um, I think that, what, sorry, go on. I think that's the thing as well. If you know where you're, if you're niching in a specific industry, then start with obviously your accounting software and then look at what sort of tools are out there for that specific industry. So if you're dealing with construction, there's a great thing called Next Minute, which connects onto zero. If you're dealing with e-commerce, you've got Dex Commerce, you've got all these things 
you can actually build your own specific stack around that particular industry. Ideally, in my case, you start with Zero and Dex, and then you grow out. And there are tools out there like Dex Precision and Xenon Connect, which connect into the back of Zero and the back of QuickBooks to actually give you some confidence over what, like, we're all human. There are There is the time that you're going to miscode something or the VAT rate's going to be wrong on something or something's going to be in the wrong place. And there's things like Dex, Dex Precision and Xenon Connect, which are great tools to help you spot check that information and keep up and make sure that actually what you've done is correct. So you can see and you can find those errors and you can correct those errors. And that, again, gives you more confidence in what you're doing and the software that you're using because you know okay, what I'm actually, I've, I've, I've put everything in zero, I can check that everything I've put in zero is correct, I can check that there aren't any assets that are under £200 mistakenly in the asset account, or there's not an asset in the software account, or I've used the right VAT code, or that I haven't duplicated, I haven't got duplicated invoices, all these things out there, there are tools out there that you can connect onto the software, so that that then again gives you more confidence in what you're, that the, the a, the software's correct, and if there are any errors, that you can identify them quickly and sort them out. Because as I say, we're all human. We've all miscoded something and put it in the wrong place and not, not realised that we're doing it. And so having, again, that confidence to sort of to have, the, have those tools added on to have those, that confidence yeah um when th so there's there are so many options for us out there and uh, you're right it's like start small what do you need to add on what do you need to add on do you what do you do to measure the return on the investment because some software isn't cheap and i think that people will think i can't do that at the moment because i'm not bringing enough enough money do you have a target for how your software can make you more efficient or do you measure in some way the time you get back because of the software how do you decide what what is good and what um, is not worthwhile I still do a bit of internal time tracking. So I have, again, I like my little devices. <laughs> I have a little Timeula device that sits on my desk um, that is basically an eight-sided tracker and you turn it over every time you start a new task. Um, and you have like different sides for different tasks. So I use that to kind of, as I say, because I started charging hourly, I was able to see that improvement I was able to see I saw I saw myself get more efficient and that time get quicker but I also saw my income reduce so now with charging and using go proposal I do some time tracking basically to see whether to make sure that it is sort of adding those improvements and making myself more efficient so I do a little I there, there are so many time trackers out there for free um, that you can use on a regular basis. I mean, if you're if you're a zero silver partner, you've obviously got your workflow max um, zero practice manager that has a time tracker within it. So you can do it that way. Um, but you get an idea because you get the idea of, OK, I've dealt with. I mean, I've got a client that drops. I go and take my dex bag and I get folders worth of paperwork from a hardware client. And then I've got a scan snap behind me again. Brilliant tool. Um, that can, if only the scans app could file, we'd all be, <laughs> if it could file as quick as it scans, I'd be, I'd love it. Um, 
But yeah, so being able to deal with that and put that all in, connect that up to Dex, put it all in the software means that I can deal with a month's worth of paperwork, which might be over 120 pages in an hour. So yeah, that, there's That's powerful, isn't it? You, you get an idea as you're doing a task. If you're repeating it on a regular basis, you get an idea of whether it's even if you're not tracking time in a formal way, you get an idea of how long that, that's taking you and whether you are getting that efficiency back. It's things like Go Proposal, and I saw this somewhere, I'm not sure whether it was in this group or someone else's, and they were like, well, Go Proposal is expensive. Well, it's not, it's an investment, but I'm, I was able to add 50 plus percent onto my fees, onto my regular monthly fees, for no extra work. So as soon as you make that money back on your first client, and most people will make that money back on their first client, then it's no longer an investment because whatever else it's adding, you've got that in, that extra income from it. And it's the same with, with Dext. I mean, I didn't upgrade to Optimize until last year. Um, and I came second in the Dext July challenge. Natasha Everard came first, so <laughs> good good things in this group on the sole trader side of things um so if you're making more than if you're freeing up more than an hour a month per client then essentially dext is paying it for itself so these are the things that you are um these are all the things that you are doing so yeah exactly that's Car yeah. like carolyn's comment is exactly what you're looking what I'm talking about if you're saving more than you're paying and mm -hmm. even if it's a case of I can add an extra client a month because I've got debt well that that's debt's paid for itself yeah. so that's where you have to there is always a way to way up but all of these softwares have 30-day free trials or normally have a 30-day free trial so use it as you would intending to be using it see whether it adds that to you see whether you get that time back see whether it does what you want it to do mm. and if it does then actually you'll see the, the gains that you can get and you and you're you're going to be able to as i say i couldn't i couldn't service client in wakefield and work for them 20 like work as their outsourced accounts department without having remote software in place such as dex and such as zero and that's it. It's, I mean, like you say, yes, it is the software and the efficiency is there. But if you look at things like Go Proposal um, and Zero and their, you know, their quarterly updates, and I mean, Go Proposal, James Ashford, and the Go Proposal like University, you've got Zero University. It is not just the software. You are able to. You're investing in yourself, and they actually, and your account manager will actually have some time with you and figure out how are we going to grow your business. This is you're not just paying for the software. You're paying for coaching and mindset, and um, you know, and they can benchmark you against other people and say, you know, like I do with beauty salons, they work with loads of bookkeepers and accountants. So they say, you know, you're doing really well, you're growing really well, but have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And so it's it's. I think it's very narrow-minded to think it's just the, just the, I mean, with the Go proposal, I think back to the April challenge I did in 2021, where James talked us all through repricing and um, our our clients. I can't even remember, the, I, I added like £3,000 a month onto my monthly turnover. 
And what do I, and I pay 60 quid a month? It's ridiculous. That's the thing is, Go Proposal has given me so much more confidence. I am not a saleswoman. I, I'm not good at sitting in front of someone <laughs> and selling them someone something. I can talk about what I know. If you ask me about bookkeeping or you ask me about golf, then, or you ask me about cricket, I'm fine. Um, but if I had to, I've, I've got friends that do Arbonne and they're brilliant at it because they are natural salespeople. I'm not that person. So every time I sent a quote out, it used to terrify me. <laughs> Just because, and it, I'd spend hours thinking about what I was going to charge them. And that's why I default, well, hourly pricing was the gold standard when I started. And that's why I didn't move away from it because I just couldn't see that way of moving away from it and being confident in how I was pricing. And I was terrified I was either going to, they were either going to say, turn around and say no, or I was going to massively underscope it. So Go Proposal gave me so much confidence in the price coming. Obviously, you have to play around with it a little bit, tweak it a little bit, make it work for you. But being able to give that price, and I haven't had a single person say no to a Go Proposal quote yet, because... I've been able to demonstrate that actually their price might be going up or that this is what the price is. And I have one client come back to me and say, you are more than I've been quoted elsewhere, but I can see that the services and the value you are going to offer is more than I've been quoted elsewhere. So having that confidence, it's still scary and you're still waiting for the woohoo, um, but not having to think about it in the same way and taking some of that pressure and the stress, the pressure and the stress off. And that's why... I have clients coming back to me and that's the greatest thing when a client comes back to me and they say you've reduced my stress or you've made me not have to worry about my books and I know that everything's in order and basically go proposal and the softwares that we're using are basically the same for us if that makes sense it helps reduce our stress and that headache and that worry and you can do it and you've got that training as you say you've got James's brilliant training you've got I've got a great account manager at zero um cat who will call me up and sort of will go through things and we'll do the benchmarking and we'll do that this that and the other and I mean my my account manager uh the account manager called Zane for years at Dex and he used to call up and go um do you want a list of how many people are using Fetch and where we think we can help you use Fetch better or do you want to look at where you are versus other bookkeepers and all these kind of things you've got you've got that ability there and they will help you they are there to help you and I mean futurally back when it was Crunchable, they called me up and went, do you want a new client? I was like, well, yeah, thanks. So, because they yeah. had someone using their software that needed a bookkeeper and they called me up and said, would you be prepared to take on that client? So wow. there are those connections out there. And Sam Horner, who's now at Swoop and was at Futurely, again, there's, you will get to know these people and they are there to help you. Account managers, Yes, they're trying to better their software, but the thing that we'll notice, and you'll, you will have seen this at the Luca Awards, if you were talking to any of the software people, Joe, they all they've all worked for like three, oh. four, five different. So they know each other. They move they, around. They move, they move around. around. They're software and, tarts. They just move <laughs> around all the time. And whenever, yeah, whenever you go to an event, you're like, oh, I thought we, I was expecting to see you on that stand and everything. They do move around. But the great thing is, is that they stay in the industry mm-hmm. and they That's move around to other. Yeah, other software. So they get they do get to know from all different aspects. And um, it's 
it, it's great. We do need to use our account managers more. We do need to stop avoiding their phone calls and their emails and actually just get on a call with them. And that's what I do on a Friday. Fridays are my days to work with my software, to have team meetings, because I see my software providers as part of my team. And that's exactly what you've done, Lara, with such success. And I'm, I think everyone here is just so grateful that you have shared how you're doing things on your own, but with support through software and subcontractors. And um, I think this, um, the sales for Stream Deck are going to go through the roof today. And they're going to be like, what's occurred? Why is everybody buying it? Um, and I know you do have a you have a little group, don't you, to support people, to help them set up their buttons and things and stuff like that. So, um, And I know you shared that in the group the other day. So we, I'm sure someone will tag. If anyone wants to know where it is, they'll tag them in it. But thank you so, so much for your um, insight today, Lara. Congratulations on your amazing, amazing 2021. And I'm sure 2022 has got success written all over it for you as well um so if anyone wants to like follow your journey or watch where's the best place where do you hang out um i've got um insta's probably the best place um so and linkedin um so you'll see me a bit on on both of those i am obviously active in multiple facebook groups as well so or just sort of drop me a dml or a message and i'm happy to chat Oh, that's been an absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Lara, for coming on and sharing and answering people's questions as well. I think it just shows, doesn't it, that when we like have the the tools and the knowledge around us and so, like sometimes you have to invest in something and then see what's in it, like use the resources that are there, use the people, use the experience, reach out, get the support ask the group like people are here you know people are asking you questions now it's absolutely amazing to be part of something um thank you for sharing your software journey i think people are really inspired and to hear your success as well and, and to see that that is possible for them as well um everyone thank you for joining us this afternoon we're actually going to be back in about 15 minutes we're talking to freddie mins from dex at two o'clock so we'll be back exactly here stay where you are get a cup of tea and we'll see you in a few minutes thank you so much lara we'll speak to you soon forget to join us every week on the bookkeepers podcast with topical bookkeeping chat why not join our free facebook group the six figure bookkeepers club or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com